Todd Talks. So, what makes the best brands in the world the best brands in the world? Well, I just want to spend a few minutes on this topic here because it's really important because um, I think a lot of people have a misinterpretation of what a good brand is, okay? Um, you think of a brand like Apple or Google or Amazon, um, the big ones, Netflix, okay? Think of the big companies out there. Um, think of mobile gas. Think of uh, anything big that's out there that, that uh, is prominent. Think of Disney, okay? They become a brand, they become a best brand by being consistent. It starts with the, the messaging, the belief, the, the criteria behind your brand. Like, who are you? What are you about? You have to know what your mission statement is. You have to know what, what you stand behind, your value statement, your elevator pitch. You know, there's a number of ways that you can put this. And if you ever look at a good brand or the best brands in the world, yes, they change. And you should plan on changing because life changes. So you're constantly going with the changes. In fact, that's one of the keys to one of the best, to some of the best brands in the world is that they're able to endure changes. They're, in, they're, in, they're able to ride the waves of change. Um, that's certainly important. But before you do that, you have to know what your brand is about. You have to know what it represents, um, what it means to other people, and you have to maintain that consistently throughout the life of the brand. Um, that's very, very important. Consistency is critical. Um, so take, for example, you know, Apple Computer. Now, let me jump to the look and feel of the brand because that's also important, right? So when you see the Apple logo, which is an apple with a bite taken out of it, you know what that is. You know exactly what that is. When you see the Disney, uh, the Disney logo or Disney work, you know they use a font called Waltograph, that that Walt Disney created this look and feel with pen and ink years ago. That's the brand. That's part of the brand. Um, the brand with Disney, you know, oh man, there's so much to the big brands like Amazon or let's say Disney, because Disney brand, the Disney brand is is the font, it's the color, it's the it's every single little detail to do with that company. Okay, it's how the people answer the telephones, it's how the people greet you in their parks, it's how they design the parks, it's the color palette in the paint that they use on the buildings in the parks, it's the way they design the pathways in the parks, it's the way they design their 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 palettes. Oh man, there's just so much to it. The pamphlets that they give out, the brochures they give out, it's the presentations that they have. Nowadays, it's you know the the uh, the programs they have on Disney Plus um, that they use. The brand is like uh, how how do I put this simply? It's kind of like taking care of yourself. So you yourself, you actually are a brand. Okay, so it's it's how you wear your hair. It's how you color your hair. It's how you take care of yourself. It's how you shave or not shave. It's how you, the clothes you wear. It's the type of clothes you wear. It's how, how if, when, or how you brush your teeth. It's how you present yourself. It's how you speak. It's how you represent yourself to the world. You are the brand. So you can imagine where, so for example, let's say you're a sportsy guy where you wear a Adidas shirt and sweatpants and you wear a hat. That says who you are. That's your brand. And if you wear that consistently, um, people will know who you are and what you're about. 
Now, if you change that, all of a sudden, this sportsy guy decides to put on a tuxedo and wear a tuxedo out in public all the time with slicked back hair and a nice tan. That's your look. And you, you have that consistently. People get to know who you are because that's how you brand yourself. Now, we can change ourselves. We can change our brands. And we do. We do change our look and feel. And it's more or less like changing your brand. But when it comes to business, consistency is important. So I always say with, with any brand, any company that wants to start, you start out with the why. You know, why you're doing what you're doing. Why are you doing it? Why are you creating this brand? And then who are you creating it for? Knowing your audience. That's really important too. Okay, you have to know who you're talking to out there. That's really important because that you know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and who you're doing it for. And that is more or less like, a, I'll use another metaphor, like a rocket ship. So if you're creating a rocket ship and you know, for example, your rocket ship is aimed towards Mars and I am going to... Um, put a small uh, greenhouse garden on Mars to grow apricots um, because I believe someday we'll be on Mars and we want to eat apricots. So I know that's my mission. So I'm going to make a specific spaceship that's going to go specifically to Mars with a specific bunch of equipment to grow apricots on Mars. That's my brand. Okay, that's my mission. Now, if I go off of that, the rocket's not created the right way, it's not going to make it there. If I put the wrong pieces of equipment on it, it's not going to make it there. Okay, that's the, the mission's going to fail. So think of your brand as a mission. So you have to plan your mission. So let's say that you are selling a certain type of lemonade that has ginger in it. And you are specifically making this ginger infused lemonade and you're making it specifically for children so that they have uh, ginger in their lemonade. Well, you're going to market it and advertise it a little bit differently. But before you do that, you have to think why. Why are you doing ginger inside your lemonade? Well, see, right off the bat, there's a problem, right? And this is where I coach people with uh, in, in creativity and marketing and so forth, is that kids don't like ginger. Kids don't want ginger in their lemonade. So we have these conversations and you change your why. You say, okay, wait a second. I want to do orange orange juice in lemonade, but just a little bit of orange juice. Why? Because I want children to have vitamins, more vitamin C in their lemonade. And I know children love orange juice. So I think we can have some fun here to make a fun, let's call it like a, let's create a brand like, Lemon, where lemons and oranges are smiling and they're bouncing together and they're playing together. That's the mission of this lemonade is that this is like kids playing together just like lemons and oranges are playing together. Can you see where that's starting to build sort of a mission behind that or a why behind that? That storyline you're now going to propel forward or launch forward into marketing this to create a successful brand. And now you start to work on the look and feel. Now you can start to think about the lemons. You can start to think about the oranges and you can start to think about the happy faces on them and how they're bouncing together. And now you create a logo, you're creating an identity. 
the text you use, because we now know we're marketing to children. Let's come up with a specific um, age frame. Let's say three to 10, three to 10, kids three to 10. So now when we come up with our marketing text, we're specifically talking to three to 10 year olds. So we know how to say what we wanna say to a specific group of kids. And that's how we're going to market this wonderful brand. And we're gonna create a website that's fun, that kids are going to, going to enjoy. And again, brand, 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 right across the board. It's very, very consistent. And it doesn't matter if it's Lemonade or if it's Amazon or if it's Apple or Disney or whatever. A brand is a brand and the quality of a good brand or the best brands in the world have that level of consistency from the very beginning idea all the way through to the end of that brand. An end of the brand, an example of the end of the brand would be something like the company Blockbuster. It used to be a great video store. Everyone had Blockbuster. Everyone went to Blockbuster to rent videos. Along came um, these crazy notions of, uh, you know, doing kiosks with videos, aka Netflix, or online rental of movies where Blockbuster says, that's ridiculous. There's never going to be online video streaming. They failed to adapt. They, have fa they failed to meet the changing marketplace or the demands or needs of the marketplace. And so that was the end of that brand because they failed to adapt. They failed to morph and change into the modern era, the modern times or what people really needed or what, really, what people really wanted. And that's another or the final aspect I'll talk about a brand is making sure that if you want it to survive and thrive, you have to be willing to shift and change and adapt. Um, otherwise, you won't get there. You know, it's just like if I'm taking a walk, a hike, and I come across a, a, a muddy ravine or some obstacle, if I want to get to point B, I'm going to find another route, another path to get there. I'm the same person, the same brand, but I'm shifting and changing direction to getting there. And I think that's the best final aspect to a surviving brand. So put all this stuff together and just remember consistency, quality. I'm going to say consistency again, being able to change shape and change form to get you to, to where you need to be. And again, make sure you know what your destination is. Make sure you know where it is you want to go. Um, and putting all this together uh, are some of the tips to creating some of the best brands in the world.